Anyway, I don't know if you saw it. It's I guess that's Eastern Conference. Did you see that video of Doc Rivers talking to Harden? Uh-uh. Oh, bro, it was so fucking good. Really? Just break. Yeah, it was him doing like it was like a mic'd up moment where he was walking through Harden and walking through like what he needs from Harden and what they're trying to do as a culture and how Harden fits in and how they can you know, his belief of how it all works and getting him to be the certain portion of the play making but Harden needs to be more than a facilitator and how it all works in the context of like step by step yeah it was badass and That's trying to get Harden awesome. to understand like this is this is how you need to play with this team and we're unstoppable like legitimately unstoppable yeah that's awesome. I think I think that he's an interesting coach. Doc Rivers has been around for a long time now, and he's he's kind of gotten dumped on lately. But I I do think that 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 is a strength of his is uh, seems to be like character and and leadership of the players on the court. Whether he can like be dynamic enough to to get the most out of them in like mm-hmm. certain situations seems like maybe not. Maybe he's like an overall cu- culture setter, not a, not a guy who micromanages in those like specific moments. And that may be where he gets kind of hung up, but that's, that's what's so tough too. Like you can be really amazing. And obviously he is at, at that, that one, that thing, but maybe not quite as good at another. And I guess that maybe that's him as a leader needing to know who his assistant coaches need to be and, yeah, and recognizing who, who, what he needs on the sidelines with him. Yeah, to bring that support to the team. I, I totally hear you. Like, that's team building to me, right? That's that's recognizing where you're strong. Then you got to get that person, whoever it might be, number two, to, like, understand your vision, but to be able to get in and be like, this is the actual operational, you know, human operations that need to work <laughs> to make this, this happen. You yeah. Know? And that's – it's all translatable. It's a trip. I love it. Yeah. But, yeah, I'll, when I'm when we're done with this, if, since my AirPods pods don't attach to my phone, I'll try to find that, that clip and send it to you. It's okay. a pretty cool, like, one to two minute – conversation i'll check it out for sure I, th- I think that that's one of the most interesting teams of the the year and i think the harden dynamic he's he's a fascinating player because he's gotten just like you know shit on for you know his faults in the postseason which fine and you know the whatever his extracurricular activities which i also think is you know it's such a weird yeah. thing about the sports figures but i guess because because they make so much people are so much more interested in how they spend their time not on the the court but you know yeah. what i mean like you never would like would think of like if someone at, at the cafe was a little off one one day and you wouldn't be like wonder what they did last night we need to find, we need to dig into that and see if there's some nah, tmz yeah. video of it. it's just like it's like no i think you know maybe just tomorrow they'll be all right <laughs> yeah i was gonna say everybody can have a night dude yeah we can go hard yeah for sure i mean you're supposed it's okay <laughs> all right well let's go let's stay with the team building then i want to get your thoughts on redeem team did you get a chance to watch that yeah man that's like the sickest thing i've seen <laughs> yes. in a minute <laughs> yes that's what i wanted to hear so give it give me your just like overview overview of it first uh, the overview of it is like, do you like the, do you like how it feels to have those movies like Remember the Titans uh, in your <laughs> life? You know, like, do you like what it feels like to see oh, like shit. what shouldn't be underdogs, but that feeling of underdogs coming together and making yeah. something special happen? Like, and to hear the behind the scenes story and hear from the the mouths of these players how it worked is, and and coaches and and people who are really deeply involved that is really really inspiring. And then for me, you know, like there's a difference between how I felt about Kobe before that and after to be real. And it was, it humanized him a lot prior to that. To me, he's one of the best players of all time. And I still didn't love him. Yeah. 
And and after that movie, I was like, I I, I like Kobe a lot. Even yeah. and I can still dislike some of the things that he did in the culture uh, that he kind of lived out in his career. But I, I understood him more. I felt like, and then I I appreciated. Man, I appreciated seeing so many things. How how people could disarm you like LeBron and disarming him. Right? Also, how great how great was that? That is so, that was so I I mean I did, I knew he was kind of like a culture builder just going back to like Cleveland cuz there's always like photos and that seems like he he does a really good job of that of like bringing the guys together, trying to connect with them and do do fun team building stuff with them, but to see it like kind of in the moment and even with Kobe like that birthday thing he's he's leading it like it's good this is just really like like you said humanizing and stuff that you can relate to where these guys so often seem unrelatable I were talking about Harden and mm-hmm. some of the stuff that seemed very you know relatable and um yeah the Kobe the Kobe uh seeing behind the thinking behind some of the things that he did and the way he explained it was super amazing. The, the Pau Gasol thing obviously stands out. Mm. I mean, Jeed I up. don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty competitive. I'm unsure whether I, I could do that to my teammate. I'm too, I'm too empathetic to pull that. Yeah. That's one of those like amazing. When though, at right? all costs. Just, I mean, yeah. And well, just the, the pre-planning of it too. Like I think if I got fired up enough, maybe, you know, just, just the raw emotion of it, you could, you could do, you sure. could do it. But like to just be like, hey guys, here's what's gonna happen, and just like lay it out there, and then just to crush him. It was just, I couldn't believe. I mean, the the cut between the him explaining it and then seeing it is unbelievable. Like I've never seen anything like that before. I hadn't either. I I was pretty blown away, and and the, it was the whole <laughs> the whole scene was like, holy shit. You, to pre-plan it, but even to go deeper and like pre like meet Pau Gasol. I mean, that might have been for the finals game, but to like connect with them. Oh yeah, before the, the very first little, time they played, yeah. Go see their team, like go like, like what's up guys? Yeah. We have to play together and just fucking lay into him. <laughs> it's like I'm oh, gonna run man. you over. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm gonna run him over. And but, then to do it, right? Like tell right. the team and then to do it and have him be like, oh, this guy is on. The and reactions like ethic. Too the reactions yeah. of Bosch and those guys were like Bosch he wasn't he wasn't lying. Like I mean everyone was just like nah he's not gonna he's not really gonna do that. And then just to see his reaction after they you know he does it. I, I would be the same way. I'd be like my God you know and uh, yeah, the the club his leadership style. Yes, the, it's just different, it right? Is. You got like LeBron's, but then you have his, which is essentially like, I'm gonna be a straight shooter. He doesn't seem like he's an inspirer by words by any means. No. I think he's like, I'm gonna go do this shit, and you can see how good I am. Yeah, and if you want to be good like me, follow my lead or follow in my example. Yeah, and that's one way. But then there's like the LeBron way, which is completely it's different. Totally different. Like LeBron. And this was kind of fun and validating for me too. Is like I've always been, I've always thought Dwayne Wade was one of the most clutch ballers ever, and mm-hmm. he's always, I think, I think he's underrated in the context of the whole picture. But to see this again was like super validating. I'm like, there were two clutch people on that team, and he, Dwayne Wade and, oh, and Kobe were the ones for sure. You know, like they actually were the ones. Yeah. The rest of them were amazing, but the clutch players were those two guys. And you can kind of see that. I mean, LeBron's developed to be a pretty clutch he player. Has. Yeah. But this, but is, this is before all that. Time. This, yeah, this is exactly. before all that. You know that he went through the mm-hmm. Dallas series and kind of the he he seemed more like the jovial, and he just figured that would it had always worked for him, and he figured it eventually would. But Kobe coming in, 
to and saying, I'm tired of you guys seeing, watching you guys lose. I mean, just like the ultimate flex, like Mello, you know, his, <laughs> I thought he would just like, oh man, I, you know, just to be able to say that to these other guys who are the top of their game. Cause it's just different when it's, uh, there's the top of the mountain and then there's that little peak just, you know, just above it that, you know, yeah. it's like you can get lots of people could get to Everest base camp, but to get to that peak is just, you know, a whole nother thing. And wow. It was, he, claimed uh, it. he did, he did right there. Just walking in tired of seeing you guys losing. What about, uh, what about coach K? I, I I'm curious. Cause it, just mm. st- sticking with leadership. Cause we've been talking kind of around that. What, what did you think of his leadership style and the way he brought these guys together? Cause he was in a unique position too, just mm-hmm. c- kind of b- being put forward by Dean Smith, which I thought was an interesting part of the backstory. And then yeah. coming in as a college coach, looking for that, that validation. And I think they kind of glossed over that 2016 that he did coach losing too. Like they went over that Greek uh, loss real quick. Real fast, <laughs> yeah. Fast. Cause Krzyzewski yeah. was there for that. They were just kind of like, Oh yeah, they lost to the Greek team by the way, you know, and then kind of fast forwarded to 2008. Yeah. I mean, the only thing they barely gave credit to that was, they wanted the team to commit so they could develop as an actual yeah. team, like yeah. like the rest of the world. But again, I think that comes down back to Coach K being really wise. Like the thing I liked about Coach K is that he looked at the picture honestly. He didn't look at the picture with that presupposed ego of what what was getting us to lose. We're Americans. We created basketball. We're the best. And he said, what's happening? Why are we losing? Right. Where other, where other guys, I feel like in the past were like, we're just going to have to play harder and do, you know, it's like that same thing. Like keep throwing the same stuff at the fence, like work harder, put the better team together. And it's like, no, you have to build a culture. You have to look at what's happening. Learn, learn the rules. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh man. And, How and crazy adapt. is that? Learn, you know, the, learn like, the rules. Yeah. Learn the rules, adapt, pay attention to how these other teams are playing because yeah. we need to be a mix of ourselves, which I love. He's all, you need to keep the egos that you have because you are the best players in yes. the world and you need to bring that to the table, but you need to bring that to the table in the, con- in the context of the ego of this entire team and the plan we have. Yeah. Like they fit together only if you allow it to fit together. And I think there's so much wisdom in that. That's, that's team building. That's also checking their ego enough to be like, you need to be humble enough to know like you've been losing because of, of there's a reason, mm-hmm, you yeah. know, and it's not your skill. Right. So something you have more to learn. Yeah. We have more to pay attention to. Yeah. And to me, I, I think that's genius. I think that's really, really awesome. Uh, and just to hear that players, you know, respond to it too. Um, in the context, right? They're like, he shot us really, really straight, but he also allowed us to be ourselves. Mm. And and it made sense, right? Yeah. I think Coach K believed in what he believed in. And it wasn't somebody trying to convince these NBA players to quote unquote be different. It was convince them to see a bigger, broader picture that wasn't about myself as a superstar. Yeah. That can be the hardest thing. You know, he, even in that huddle in the Spain, uh, you know, the Spain game, he, they, they overlay him saying like the players were talking through it and him recognizing mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay. I, you know, my job's kind of done. And that's such a hard thing as a coach in that moment to realize like, okay, I, I got them to this point. Like my job here is to let these guys take, take it home. They they've got it, you know, and to, to be humble, yeah. to be humble enough to, to know that you don't always have to be 
the voice and the like the direction that's you know that's not that's not easy because letting go of the reins like that a little bit because it, it could you know if you're going to get the blame if it, if it doesn't yeah you know, it's going to come right back at you if, the, if it comes out that you were there and didn't say anything uh mm-hmm. you know it can it can work the other way too yeah i would have loved to hear what that huddle sounded like yeah you know i'm, I'm imagining just based on that redeem team doc and trusting somehow having a deeper trust in coach K, although it's pretty proven at this point for the most part, (laughs) like he must've been hearing good things and he must've been hearing a lot of camaraderie that was building. A lot of belief was building in each other and that, Mm. that, that momentum was carrying. And you're right. Like one thing checking the ego and probably also, I would imagine he had some pride there where he was like, Oh shit, this is happening. Yeah. Like they're getting it. They got it. Yeah. And there's always going to be moments more to coach, but he's probably, I'm picturing in that moment and in a way where I get pumped him watching and being like, Oh, they are exactly on pace right now. If this keeps going as it is, we're winning for sure. Yeah. And that's where I think good coaching can come into play as well as allowing your leaders to be leaders, you know? Yeah. I th- it was funny. I heard the, the no dunks guys uh, talking about they're they're all from Canada and they talked a lot about the redemption part and that they did a good job of it because they're like, well, I never cheered for the United States ever. You know, that's such a weird thing as a person from the United States thinking mm-hmm. about, but they're like, yeah, they never lose. Like they're trying to put, paint themselves as the underdogs. They were like 167 and oh, until like, until like that one, ga- you know, that one game against Puerto Rico. It's like that you guys right. aren't the underdogs, the redeem team. What are you talking about? Like, you guys would beat you guys would beat pummeling everyone for decades. You're gonna to try to act like you need redemption here. Uh but yeah, it was a neat perspective and the fact that they could frame it up in a way that that did make other people connect to to that team and in that way, I think was, you know, speaks to the job that they did and that telling the backstory, not just focusing on that 2018 team, but kind of showing the the missteps and and miscues along along the way in in the team building mm-hmm. process. Well, there's something to the, their ability to be to like ingrain themselves in the culture that was we're representing the United States in a different way too. I thought it was awesome, which it felt like this was a Kobe-led thing as well. Is we're going to for the first time ever go watch all the other best athletes in the world and support oh, yes. them. We're going to oh, actually yeah. show up, and we're going to actually be Team USA, not the NBA players who play for Team USA. Yeah, you know, and to me, I think that's a huge statement. And maybe one of the reasons that you can get people cheering for you because you, again, you become human and you allow people to see that you actually give a shit about them too. It's not just all about me, all about me, all about me. And I think the American culture made it all about them and how badass (laughs) they were when it's like, it's equally badass that everybody else is who's winning gold medals for the U S is the best in the world at the same time. And even the ones who don't are the best that we have to offer. And they also, you know, deserve that kind of respect. So to have the people who already get the most money and the most respect and yeah. the most notoriety to show up for the the, the average, <laughs> perfect average human, right? right. The, the best athletes in the world, I think allowed everybody to be like, oh, this is a real, this is a real team that's like deserves our love and support. Well, they, you know, just doing little things like showing up in the cafeteria to eat. And right. it, it, it seems so minor, but that really is what, uh, you know, what's missing sometimes, you know, I think about like Jordan in later years, it's just like, it, it must've been difficult for him too, because you, you know, you, you can't do that on some level, but it mm-hmm. also like does take some, you know, a piece of your humanity away when you can't, you know, when you're on that cruise ship 
like they were and couldn't couldn't even weren't even in the olympic village like not not just like the general population of people but just mm-hmm. like even with the athletes like they weren't mixing they couldn't go to the events they were just on that boat the whole time it just would, yeah it just would be would be weird and it is those are those like sojourns with your teammates too are are the team building time right when you have those mm-hmm. you know random conversations or uh build out the miami heat in a couple of years <laughs> whatever, whatever else. They, right? they glossed over that too i thought we're putting together our squad yeah, yeah, we're having a real they nice didn't time really, they didn't really hit on that too much i noticed <laughs> that'll yeah, be another, another I, I documentary agree. so i got one to be those little moments though are the human moments that make you i think they bring inspiration yeah right and if you're stuck on a cruise ship not interacting with everybody you're not getting those moments that as a human they make you feel it's really intangible. It's kind of hard to describe, but those are the moments I think that build people up in these really interesting small ways that turn into, I'm really excited to play. I'm really invested in this as myself. And I, those things only happen with a lot of random interaction mm. and a lot of showing up. And I don't, I, unless you've experienced that yourself, it's almost hard to describe to people, but yeah. it's totally true. Like inspiration strikes oftentimes when you're not doing the thing that you're about to do like you're having a conversation with somebody in another sport and you're hearing them talk about their sport with this certain level of passion and it ignites a passion in you Mm. you know or even a thing whatever they're talking about they might be excited it might be fucking it could have been the chef in the cafeteria (laughs) talking about how crushing this food look at the presentation like detail work somebody like kobe's all damn that is the level i need to be on i love being on that level like somebody else gets it. I'm not alone. I'm going to go crush it today. You know, like those moments are like, yeah. And I think humans gloss over and they don't see them a lot. And then they think, you know, whatever. Way too much. Yeah. I mean, you saw the, the, the Curry post last night. There's so many people hating that Curry's cheering on his brother-in-law Yeah, because his brother-in-law is on the rival team. And I'm like, you don't realize that like inspirations, inspiration, support, support, cares, care. Like these are human beings. This is awesome. Like I was cheering for him too. And that's, that's absolutely because I'm a Warriors fan, but yeah. I was also like, fuck yeah, Damian Lee. <laughs> like, look at you go. Like, yeah. I'm so glad you had a moment. New team, first yeah. game. Like I was wondering how he was going to be on that squad. I'm like, it's got to be weird for him. Like they were for sure rivals oh, man, and for him for to go sure. in and to like start game one and be like, oh no, he's immediate acceptance like yeah. just that human feeling i don't care if it's damian lee or anything you can understand the feeling of i'm new oh man i want to perform i was on this team where i got to barely perform and i got to just look good tonight and really help and it felt good i was defensive i was offensive i don't know if you watched the game but i, I was did. like this is sick like yeah. you did you put up big and i was literally thinking to myself like he's getting like big minutes for this first yeah game. well chris paul was sit was sitting out you know they had right. Bo- they had the booker in there and chris paul on the bench so that was the whole thing you was know confusing. you're you know you're cooking yeah you know early yeah. in the season so, you're gonna try stuff out i'm i jumped to a whole different thing but it's just it's that feeling it's again that human feeling of like curry got inspired watching his boy crush hmm. and if curry was playing tonight guaranteed curry might go off a little more than he might with a day or two after that as it settles in. Cause he's remembering that feeling. He's like, Oh, that was sick. You know, like you're <laughs> feeling that if he could go play a game right after watching that, Oh man, he's I know. on fire, I you know? know? And that's the stuff For that sure. like, is intangible. Had nothing to do with Curry. Oh man. Had all to do with watching a rival team and a friend yeah. play. 
I saw you him. Know, I saw him do the little shimmy shake the the night before. I want. I want to do immediately go out and do that. I'm like, I don't. I chances of me making that almost zero percent looked amazing. Though. Good. I just want. I just. Want, I hadn't seen that. Never seen him do that. Mini Jordan. We loved Mini it. Jordan, right? I love there. that. Yeah. Love a little it. more like Jamar DeRozan in this in this oh, case. Oh, okay. Now. now you're talking uh my, that's but, my guy, my bulls. <laughs> oh, understandable. I know. We're we're supposed to talk Western Conference. Yeah, let's get let's go let's go to it. So my my idea was and I, I love being able to do this after the season starts. Everyone's in such a hurry to get out, like their predictions before the season starts. So nobody people don't even hardly play pay attention to the NBA deal. Christmas. Certainly after a game, you can still be pretty bold in your predictions because you never know what's going to happen. No one needs to nah. s- I hate that everybody has to say with their prediction, as long as everyone stays healthy. I'm like, why do you even have to say that? Like, just say that once. We'll say that once at the, at the top. Yeah. If everyone gets stays healthy, that's the prediction. If if Luca if Luca blows out his knee, no, the Mavericks are not going to be as good. Like, doesn't need to be said. Uh, but yeah. I, I don't know if you do. You want to do tiers, or you want draft draft them and go back and forth on Western Conference yeah. teams? You want to just pick a couple that you love? Uh oh, oh the maximum recording mean. time has been reached. Oh, so. <laughs> it's all good. It's all right. It's a webcam. You keep going. Okay. Um. <laughs> you know what? Ah, uh, how would we do it? I have. I was just. I was thinking about just discussing all the. I mean, man, on the Western Conference, it's so easy to throw eight eight teams no that feel like no brainers that should hit the playoffs like yeah. i to tier them sure we could we could tier them one to eight if that's what you want to talk right, let's about do it. Let's, back and forth. let's do it Who you, we could just I'm compare a, notes and go one one i'm giving you i'm giving you one first so you can start us out who's who's one Damn. i know it's tough at the end of the season who's sitting in number one yep Oh, that's fucked up. It really is hard. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to, I'm actually not going to fucking do the board. I think based on what I'm seeing and potential, it's, it's maybe, it's, it might, it might be Clippers. Oh my gosh. How are the Clippers? Why does everyone love the Clippers so much? I Over your Warriors? You love the Warriors. Well, the Warriors are okay. I feel like it's too easy for me to say. This is what I do in my brain. They're all like, "He's going to say the Warriors no matter what." The Warriors should be number one. Okay, okay. So, Just pick okay, the Warriors. I'll say pick Warriors. the Warriors. Warriors are my team, number one. You're doing. You're doing the well as long as they don't have any injuries. <laughs> Just Here pick I go. No, nope, I'm not doing that. I'm doing. I'm doing number one Warriors. <laughs> okay, get it out. That's it. Go. Your All turn. right. I'm, I'm going, I'm you. no, I'm going to be boring because I think the Warriors, I think the Warriors are the best team. I think people are overthinking it. Like I love, I love the idea of the Clippers because you know, Kawhi is, is amazing, but I just think that let's, let's check in at Christmas on them. Like those guys have not been healthy for years. They're, also a little bit older and they've got so many guys and we were just talking about teams one of the things about the nba that's a little different than like the redeem team or something like that is that not everybody loves not playing like if i'm sitting on that olympic team like part of it is an experience and traveling and Mm -hmm. getting to know these guys and i know that i'm going to go back to my team and get something out of it i'm going to be a star and play as much as i want there but it's a little sure. it's a little different on the Clippers where I may, might have a contract coming up and I'm not I'm not playing at all and I think that that can kind of eat into the culture a little bit and so I'll be interested mm-hmm. to see because part of that what's been touted is their depth but that can work both ways and especially mm-hmm. once you once you get to the playoffs because you really only need eight guys eight guys like you don't need more than eight guys in an NBA game right. uh, especially if you've got a good starting five. 
yeah i mean with them i'm kind of just banking on hunger and my but but you're right and I'll, and john wall feels hungry and he feels ignited but again we're beginning of the season we'll see <laughs> yeah exactly all right well then who's we'll they see. might be your number two who's who's your number two no i don't actually think they're my number two uh-uh. I'm gonna be bold. <laughs> they're dropping i'm gonna be i'm gonna be bold on this number two no i'm not it's it's gonna be probably it's probably gonna be memphis oh nice even with the jaron jackson memphis. even with the jaron jackson jr injury <sighs> i just think i think that team is special they're young yeah. they have they have chemistry I think that they're dangerous. Did you watch them last night? Any of them last night? I, I only watch highlights with them, but every time I see them, I'm like, watch out. Yeah. They I, I think feel so like too. They were the ones. Yeah. You know, they were the ones that, that the Warriors we squeaked by on 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 being veterans against them, but yeah. like they were playing the game that should have beat us, I think. They look excited. They looked excited when I watched part of the game last night. They like they look like they like just like playing basketball, you know, like they just That's like getting the out there to play. Some of these teams, uh, who was oh yeah, Joel Embiid. I wasn't entirely sure he was like ready for the season to start. He's like he's like he's <laughs> like he's it. like I'm I might need like an extra week or so so here, maybe a couple more win sprints before I'm ready to to play. Uh, and and they looked they looked ready to go. Like Ja was look, he's like shot out of a cannon when he gets going. It's un unreal and everyone else just has fun around him and i know they will miss i think jaron jackson's defense they will but brandon clark does a lot of stuff that jackson does on on some level and like you said i think they've got the parts i wouldn't pick them too i'm gonna stick with the suns actually i know yeah it's 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 so guess it's so weird because everyone has them falling but I don't understand why. I, I guess because mm. I guess they're using the kind of same thing, the chemistry issues, because you had the weird thing with DeAndre Ayton. But I mean, I don't really know what was going on. I mean, I know Chris Paul got COVID, I guess, in the you know Western Conference Finals. You know, that's but I, what does that have to do with this? Year, you know, this year and they they won know. six. They won like sixty sets. What sixty seven, sixty five games last year? Like yeah, that's. I mean. They're good. The best team in the league, I think, was the the Celtics pinned at like 54 games. I just don't see them dropping, you know, 15, 20 games. You know, are they going to drop that far just because of that? Like, they still seem seem really solid. Damian, you know, Damian Lee is a good pickup. They need to trade. Uh, you know, what's what's his name? That's weird that that guy's what's his name? I'm blanking on his name that's sitting out right now. Uh, uh, (laughs) the big. The big, yeah, yeah, with the the dreadlock. I know, yeah, I'm, yep. But uh, he, he, you know, the Why fact that blanking? he's the fact that he's sitting out is just like so ridiculous. You know, wh- like why yeah. he doesn't seem like he's on that level. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, I, but I, I, love I mean, the that Suns. seems good. Yeah, Jay Crowder. I, that's I what it, it is. Jay Crowder. Crowder. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Crowder. Yeah, that's the one. I think that they are still absolutely a force. Yeah, and I do think Damian Lee's a good pickup culturally. I'm interested to see how Chris Paul plays this season, saying, seeing him sit on the bench. But I feel like that's probably – I'd almost bet that that coaching-wise is less to do with Chris Paul and more to do with, like, maybe we do need to practice creating some chemistry. I, knowing that Chris yeah. Paul is going to be able to create it no matter what. Yeah. Right? Let's get these, this little young squad in, game one, let him run some stuff and see it. And it, and it worked, yeah. you know? I think they need that, they need his minutes down too because ultimately, like if they win fifty games this year, they need it doesn't matter. Like they need to get healthy, in, you know, yeah. into the playoffs, and they can you know they could beat anybody then. So that's, right, he's that's, second half of the season guy. That's my that's my number two. Who's your number three? 
My number three, are you ready for this? <laughs> no. You're in bold are so you far. Ready? I'm not. You're got to be the Clippers, uh, right? You're about to put them number one. I don't know, dude. Did you watch the Pelicans last night? <laughs> oh, God. I did. They looked they looked, I don't, I don't they looked know, awesome. So, they blew- again, this comes down to like, yeah. this is me like kind of rolling the dice. But I'm saying they're three or four. Wow. Saying, because like. I don't know. Like they blew the door. They blew the doors off the nets last night. They absolutely blew the doors off them. And I don't feel like they, they were like trying as, I don't know. I just don't feel like they were playing as good as they could play. Yeah. I saw that, you know, like can't be Zion's been off the court for 18 months and he looked like that. I was, I was impressed with him. Yeah. He's fresh. He's the best he's ever looked since high school, better than high school. I'd say, you know, I don't know. They, they seemed like McCollum, it feels like if they even have the chemistry that seems like they could to put up what a buck 30 last night without mm-hmm. playing their best basketball against a team that arguably shouldn't allow to 130 is pretty solid. <laughs> you would th- you would think, but I don't know that Nets team. Do you want to talk about chemistry? That Nets well, team. Yeah. Like, what, <laughs> that's, what the exact, that's the exact opposite. <laughs> that's like your Mentos and Diet Coke uh, <laughs> yeah. right there. Pow. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, that's my roll of the dice. We'll see where it comes in at the end of the season. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm I like it. Third. Pelicans. Third. All right, I'm gonna danger. I'm I'm flipping to your Grizzlies at at three. Okay. I I really like them. I just think they're built for the regular season too. And um, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr. He'll come back. He's they've they've played without stars before. So if anyone, if we want to talk about, oh, what if someone's out? They they had were without Ja for quite a bit of last season. Still kind yeah. of rode, rode through that. So. I, I love them. I just think that they're they've got young guys that are on the way up that you can get internal growth with. That's all I think mm-hmm. kind of always underestimate where at some point guys just sort of if they're really guys just sort of figure it out. Like Zion, mm-hmm. I mean, he just is a he's a guy. Like he's a real like guy. Like Ben Simmons came back and scored like two points last night, but yeah, Zion fouled came, out. Fouled out. Like Zion came back and was just looked unstoppable. I was like, oh my yeah. gosh. Like he he just gets it. He knows how to play basketball. He's got the mentality to to do it. And Ja for mm-hmm. sure does. Damn dude. Yep. So that's that's yours. Yep. So we're moving on for Four. me. That's this is where Phoenix sits. Oh, okay. That's my Phoenix spot. That's not a bad. That's I think that could be right. I mean, that's that would and be only, a good spot for them. That's home court advantage still. Yeah, three four could have switched, but I'm I'm being bold with that Pelicans call. I like that. I'm I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the the Clippers uh, next here. I think that I think that they're they're due, they're due for some some injury luck. That's what I'm what I'm banking on is that they've been injured one guy seems like constantly for 4 years. I'm I'm just hoping for their sake that they do it. But but they are for sure going to rest guys. So I just don't I don't think mm-hmm. they can get to that top top because they are going to load manage and you know if if any little any yeah. little injury comes up, they're going to sit somebody and back to backs, they're going to sit guys. So and I think they've got they're deep enough where that they'll still pick up some wins there, but I think it'll be enough that it'll they'll drop to the middle of the pack. And they don't need to be. There's no reason they need to be the first. They just need to make play up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they get in there yeah. and they'll be good. I agree with you. I think PG is going to get rest. Kawhi is going to get rest. Like they're going to probably try to play the shit out of John Wall because he's fresh and back too. <laughs> yeah, I I I'm like I'm with you. Yeah. I think I think that's going to happen. But they they are deep and they feel good. Um, so that's your that's your four. Is yep. that what we said? Yeah, I think that's four. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, five. Do I go with Do I go with Dallas or do I go with the Clips? Who's gonna be Who's gonna be over one? 
I think the Clips got Dallas. I think that's my five. Yeah. I Dallas guess. looks like Luca needs to run so much more. Homeboy's tired all like he puts him up, but like <laughs> he needs to run so runs, much more. <laughs> he needs to be like I mean, I'm sure he's in pretty good shape for him putting up those points, but I'm like, Yeah. I you want know. him to he's do not, more than thirty five he had like thirty five and, and I nine last back night. On defense. I want <laughs> yeah. him to be part of the defense. Like okay. they gotta win well, with some if defense, uh you're talking about him. James Harden, next time Doc Rivers uh right. puts his arm around James Harden, maybe they should have a conversation about defense. <laughs> 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 yeah because that yeah, that's part of leadership too i saw some uh some plays where guys he looked like a, a turnstile that just blew past him i'm like come yeah. on man like he just his effort level on that end of the court has always left something to be desired and and always and that is just and defense is totally just a that's all mental, you know, like, cause it's yeah. not fun and you don't get, and you don't, you, you don't get any, oh, it's act. Fun. I mean, you can <laughs> make me, it's fun. yeah, you can make it kind of in your own head, but that's what I mean. Like you have to make it cause you're not going to, I guess not, not fun in that you're not going to be on the NBA TV top 10, you know, yeah, with your, no, with your no, defense, no. you know, so yeah, for the superstars, you're not, but for the individual, you're like, yeah, how many are they actually going to get on me? Right. And that that's where I love that's it, where, where yeah, it's like a pride thing. Like you gotta take he's gotta take more pride in it. Like and that team yeah. needs him and Maxi to to be better on defense. So yeah, yeah, I think that that that's interesting. All right, I'm yeah, picking so that's that's gonna be my squad. All right, I'm picking the the Pelicans then. I, I really liked okay. them too. I mean, I I I don't see how they are any any lower than that with just the talent like the only the only things that they have to really figure out event will have to figure out eventually is kind of the chemistry and end mm-hmm. of games when they get in close games because it's easy in a blowout you know they just kind of run the offense sure. it goes where it is but at the end of games when it's close what who's mm-hmm. gonna who's gonna who's it gonna who's be clutch yeah is it gonna be ingram or is it gonna be zion is it gonna be mccullum like which one of those guys you know, how do they set the court up? Are they going to be okay? Yeah. Are they going to be okay with that too? You know, if it's Zion, not, not in the play, like, is he going to be okay with, you know, deferring mm-hmm. to one of those guys because they're better shooters or, you know, better ball handlers. I don't know. That's where you hopefully bank on co- coaching culture. Right. And the understanding of like, I mean, I see there are, there are three different roles for three different teams that you're yeah. playing against, you know, three different sets. And I think that, to me, at least, if anything, to have those options and, and how different they are is pretty badass. You know, you got the, we need to create a shot on a one-on-one. Like, McCollum's pretty much, if he hits the shot, guaranteed. Like, yeah. he can get around. He can do anything. <laughs> yes. Like, dude is the G. And then Ingram, kind of the same way, but in a whole different style, right? He's tall. He's, he's got length. Like, you can put him mid-range. Super but he can also long. hit him deep. Yeah. Yeah, you know? And so it's. You've got these interesting matchups. You can run a play or two with them all. And Zion's anywhere. Zion's and he's an oop. He's a you know he's he's a inside just like bang it in. He's also a trusted you know dime on he's the way just through. Fun. He's just a, is fun to watch. I mean that is, that yeah. that I can say about every time I watch them. <laughs> Like your eyes are just drawn to him because he just looks weird out there. <laughs> He's just this guy. He looks weird. He looks weird. Like, did you watch the Wen Benyama guy? Any of the any of the highlights from when he came over and played in Las Vegas? Like, it, I, yeah, yeah. He just looks like I don't know what that is, but it is it's amazing. Too tall to be, it's amazing the ball to watch. Like going straight. I know. It's, it's so amazing tall. to watch, though. I'm just like, yeah. I don't know what that is, but I enjoy enjoy watching yeah. it like bo- like yeah, boban exactly. something about boban yeah exactly <laughs> except for with style and grace yes exactly less style and grace there Still yeah is. it's like zion's like a spring bunny it's crazy yeah like a like a cow that's got bunny legs I don't know. <laughs> he's like, 
That's good. Yes. <laughs> well, you could need to come up with a nickname, Matt, and mash those two up. I don't know. Get that, get that on the basketball <laughs> reference page. I'll be hated for Cal, life. Cal, Cal Bunny, dude. Cal Bunny. Cal Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> There's something there. He workshop it. Yeah, it's going to be a minute, dude. I'll have to talk it through. Let me, let me storyboard that. I absolutely got it. Let's do some justice. All right, who you got next? Mm, I think I'm going Dallas there. Okay, just to, just that's, that's just a Luke, just a Lucas pick there. I mean, it's a consistency pick too, right? They've always kind of been they've been sticking around right around there. I think they can keep doing it. Yeah. I feel like the pickup of Woods. We'll see how he does. He's kind of an interesting player, but he seems to be one of those that might be finding a fit if he keep, you know, he put 16 straight up last night with Luca on the bench. And it was, Aiton's defense actually was pretty crappy last night yeah. across the board. Like he had no help D in general. He was playing off him. Yeah. And he, he, he got hit with three or four threes in his face. So it's like, and he still didn't ever put his hand up. I don't think in any of them, maybe the one that he banked. Yeah. That Woods banked. So, I mean, it's interesting to see at least some more offense. I think, um, Oh gosh, Dinwiddie's still like not getting what he can be. Dinwiddie's good. I like him. There's some players on that team that can contribute. That I think they need some coaching and play running help a little bit, and not only run everything through Watch Luca. And if they can do a little bit of that, they're a team, and that changes the game. Can they? Do they have anybody else that can do that? They lost Brunson though. That's my thing. I know. Brunson, I I liked a lot. I know. I I don't. I don't know. I I really don't know about them. I I I would not pick them just because I just think that he meant more than they realize as a table setter. And their identity was kind of toughness and defense last year. And so now their second Mm -hmm. best player is Wood, who doesn't play any defense. He can score. Mm -hmm. He looked great scoring last night, but I don't know. Like I'm just not. I'm not convinced that I don't like a team that I don't know who your second best player is, and I'm gonna lock yeah. you, I'm gonna lock you into the playoffs because everybody else that we've talked about has at least two guys, you know that I'm yeah. that I'm like they've got this guy and this guy and maybe these you know several others and really like Woods is I mean if you're gonna call him the second best guy like nah. man it's hard to tell you know so that's really a Luca pick so I know it is a Luca pick. But he's good. You're not. You're not. I mean, you're not wrong. What he put thirty five again last night? Yeah, or something like thirty five like, nine. And I, I, it is kind of gnarly that you have to bank on him doing that for you to win. But you, you know, they did it. play Phoenix, a unique Phoenix team last night. Not necessarily like Phoenix at their best, but they were blowing them out for a long time. And that's again, you got to stay in shape and stay focused on yeah. defense. And they should have been able to hold off that that lead should pretty have. pretty substantially. So. Hard to tell, but I'm still going to put him there one more season, and that's that's just that's kind of almost based on technically they've earned that in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were in the Western Conference Finals last year, so you're right. not you're not you know? you're not wrong about it. So right, I'm going. Well, I, mean, I could be. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, you you could be wrong this season, but you're not wrong to pick them based on past performance and and Luca. Uh, I'm going though with the two-time MVP in this spot. I'm going with the Nuggets and uh, Jokic here. I I just oh, think. Sh- uh, man. I blew it. Yeah, I forgot about him. Right I know. Yeah, obviously, I, th- I think he's. I think they'll be. They'll be good this year. Uh, this may be too low for them. I might be like too that high. Too high low. on the Pelicans. Yeah. You know, just because of the the newness of them, and maybe it's actually just the Nuggets who are going to be in in that spot because they've they've mm. got that continuity uh, with the couple guys coming back and Jokic 
can, I mean, he practically got a no, no name team to 50 wins last year, uh, all all by himself. So if Murray and Porter jr. Can do anything, they could be big, you know, big upgrades over the guys they had last year. So that's, that's the nuggets right there for me. Man, that's was that six too, right? We're yeah. we're at six now. Yeah, so now we're at the play in next. Is cra- that's what's crazy. Like these teams are going to be in the play in tournament the next two. Right. So I mean, to me, it's pretty dead set. Like it should be. It should be our boy Jokic in the squad. Like he's such a facilitator. That's that does seem a little bit like a no brainer. Like they're go they're making the playoffs. Yeah. To me, you know, like I. This oh, are, you fli- are you flipping? Are you flipping your Mavs into seven? I All think right. I got to flip. All right. I think I got to be with you on that. Like if I, I got to, you can't check your ego and just be like, well, I said it. I'm like, no, this is, <laughs> you're not, I'm not wise to put. Jokic we didn't even know who Jay Crowder is. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Who Jay yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. No, I, you're not, you're just not wise to put Luca above Luca as a standalone above yeah. Jokic as a team. Like, Jokic builds a team. Yeah. Luca is a guy. Yeah. You know, I think that, I think Luca needs to, like you said, be, figure out something with Hardaway Jr. or somebody mm-hmm. else where he can he can like be gravity, right? And just make things mm-hmm. make things easier without doing so much cuz I think what you're getting at is is true like he gets so tired because he's not like Steph where he's just gravity for the other guys to do things. He is like mm-hmm. having to do everything himself and so by the end of the game He's just exhausted. Like, you know, you're, you can't, he saw it. He looks tired. <laughs> and I don't, he is tired. I don't know. even know if you could, it's, you can even be in good enough. Sh- I mean, I'm sure you can be, but it's hard to be in good enough shape to do that. I mean, Curry every, is, every right? Night. Yeah. Every night is just but like so hard. It's a dedication. And Curry's a little smaller, right? To carry yeah. that height and weight is yep. different. And, and it's true. Like you watched him, you watched him box in one Luca, and it actually, for a fair amount of the game, like, it worked. Yeah. For some reason, they stopped doing it every time he starts scoring again. But if they double team him, yeah, he had a hard time. Yeah. He actually, you know, like he just puts up more shots than everybody, and he's really fucking good. But yeah, he is. Good. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's my flip. All right. So, yeah, I guess now we're to play in. So now, yeah. So you've got Mavs at seven then in the play in. Yeah, dude. That's the one. I know. This, what's cr- I might even put. I might even. I don't know. Have I put my boys the the Clippers in personally? Yeah, have you had. Dropped, have I dropped? I dropped him, right? No, you had him in earlier, yeah. Yeah, I dropped yeah. him. Okay, yeah. so then all I've got left in my repertoire of belief is, yeah, they're they're they're. Set. So that's crazy because we haven't no, we no, haven't no, said no, the Lakers. The still here. The, we, we haven't said the Jazz. Jazz. We haven't said the Kings, who are definitely going know, for they're, it. They're doing all right too. That's what I'm saying. Like the Western Conference is kind of crazy. Crazy. It's crazy. Like any, we, have, any, we haven't said any the Timberwolves. We haven't said the Timberwolves or the or the Blazers either. By the way, which Timberwolves? Like that's are. what I'm saying. Then Portland's got a chance too. Like so, so it's, it's hard. Yeah. So at seven, do I go with? I think I'm going to go with the Timberwolves here. Actually, over over the Mavericks because I just again I love Luca, but I just do not like his team. And I think that the Timberwolves again <laughs> they've got three guys who I like. Yeah, I, I like Luca better than any one of those their three guys. Yeah, but Gobert yeah. is gonna make their defense better. Cat is amazing offensively, at least, and yeah. and Gobert is gonna cover up some of his deficiencies. And then I love Anthony sure. Edwards. The ant yeah. the Ant Man is on the rise still. So I'm gonna go with them at seven. I think you're smart. I, it's a hard call. Yeah, you got okay. So that's your seven. So then I have to pick an eighth right now. Well, you're going with. Are you keeping the Ma- Are you keeping the Mavs at seven? Then you flip. You're gonna flip let me them take, out of you six. Let me do a buy on that one. Well, let me do a buy on that one. I'm not. I don't know if I'm keep. Uh, if I can recall it, I don't know if I put Dallas there. I might put. 
I it's California, so you can do recalls, elections. You're right out there. <laughs> Talk a little politics. <laughs> I think I'm going to throw the Jazz there and see what happens. Oh, wow. So you don't think they're tanking for Wen Benyama? I, uh, you, I don't know. Everybody's going to say, I don't know. I feel like the Lakers are going to tank before him. Well, they, they, <laughs> That's the crazy thing, though, is that the Lakers owe their pick to New Orleans this year. So if they get oh. the number one pick, it actually will go, would go to New Orleans, which would be oh, that's all-time ti- all amazing. Imagine New Orleans gets Wen Benyama. Like, that would be... That'd be something. Wow. That'd be like a young laser team. Uh, I didn't know about that yeah. little fun fact, the little nug you just threw at me. But I'm still going with Utah. I don't okay. think they're tanking yet. I like I don't it. Think they're taking yet. Just the just the continuity. I'm gonna trust system. the culture. Yeah. I'm gonna t- yeah, like they do have they seem disciplined as a organization. And yeah. I think we're gonna see we're gonna see some surprises. I'm going there. That's okay. the spot. That's, that's it. <laughs> okay. Not going to overthink it. Who's, who's eight? Who's eight then? You still got Timberwolves, Trailblazers, Lakers, Kings. Lots to pick from. See, so much of this is like, are the Lakers going to trade Russ so that Russ can actually play well somewhere and have like a good season? They've got to, right? <sighs> they looked, they looked horrible. Like that. I horrible. watched, I watched that game and I was like, my God. This is not a ba- this is not a functional basketball team. Like they like they have two good players, which is great, but it turns out that basket like like the redeem team, basketball is not too you can get beat by Puerto Rico if you are not a good team. Like that's that's just how it is. Like it doesn't matter. Like a good team is going to beat you even if you got two awesome players. And they do. AD and LeBron looked awesome, but whew, man. They the rest of their team struggling. It's struggling. I think I think I'm going to go for they're, they're going to be their redeemed team. Blazers are getting in. Wow. Hey, all right. I want them. I love them. I've Blazers. always loved them. I want some Dame time. Well, I want that squad to come alive. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I keep seeing potential in them and then it just like, it doesn't work. I think, I think Dame being quote unquote healthier than he's been and all that in shape, which they say about athletes all the time. But if it's true with all that support that he seems to be picking up in those young players, I think it's on. I think they could be they they had those sparks even without him here and there. It's just they couldn't sustain. Amazing. They couldn't sustain. Yeah, I know. So I'm in, dude. Whew, that's Rips, bold. Rips bold. I love it. I love it. Cause the, the the best part of it is that ever there's like so much group think around the, the teams that have to be in. And it's way better to pick like outliers because you don't know. Like it so much is about like do, will they come together? And I mean, he is a culture builder there. He loves Portland. Yeah. He, you know, that city loves him. That stuff, that stuff ends up mattering uh, in the end too. But I'm gonna pick Luca. I gotta pick my boy Luca, the eighth in the eighth <laughs> spot there. So I've given up on him through our conversation. I know, I know, no. I know. I can't, I can't imagine that he's not at least, at least in the that that top eight. But uh, it's crazy to think that they that they went from the Western Conference Finals to maybe to maybe in the you know in the play in and fighting to be in the. It could be Warriors first round Warriors Mavericks, a rematch in of the conference finals, you know, last year. It's crazy. That's crazy. That would be a crazy first round matchup. This season is hard. Like us having this conversation, people are going to be just tripping out. They're going to be like, these guys are full of it. Because who knows? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, a lot of people are going to, my, my wild card of the Pelicans, even though I don't feel like it's a wild card. So a lot of people probably feel that way. Right. Oh, Not for proven sure. yet at all. Yeah. Right. Well, it'd like be a huge improvement. Like the, that's the thing. Like they won like 40 games last year. So they're, yeah. we're, you're, we're basically saying they're going to win 10 more games and to improve that yeah. much is, is difficult. 
That's basically uh-huh. a, a bet on, like you said, their culture plus Zion being awesome all year. I mean, that's not impossible, put, though. No, I think that's the thing, though. With some, You add Zion, and then you can't – the floor is spread. Like, you know, it's, it's the, to me, it's also like the Warriors thing. You add – you have the right people on there, and it's like you can't leave Zion. You can't yep. leave Ingram. You can't leave Cullum, McCollum. So it's like not only that, all three of them can, can create their own shots. Yeah. You know, none of them are spot up. Yep. I mean, kind of Ingram sometimes, but he creates his own shots he a does. lot. Yeah, you know? like, he can definitely move. So, you know, like when that happens, you can't easily double team any one of them without sacri- that sacrifice. And to me, that's a huge advantage with those types of players. So that's why I call that. And that is different to teams like Luca, teams with uh, a lot of these teams. I mean, Minnesota, you're right. They're, they've got it because of Anthony Eds. <laughs> Anthony Eds. <laughs> That's Goose. Ant-Man. Anthony, oh, yeah. Ant-Man. You're right. I, just said, I just talked about Goose. Goose dies in the end, everybody. Son lives. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Son Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. They, they had that. I, they, I got, we got a sidebar here. They had that as uh, the trivia question during the Heat Bulls uh, <laughs> last night. It was two pe- two people, young, younger African American ladies, and they asked them who who is Maverick's wingman, and they both just looked at the guy asking the question like, "This is what this is what you give us." Like, come on now, like, are you kidding me? Like, they They're all, who's Maverick? Yeah, the one got it. She got Rooster. They gave they gave it to her on Rooster. Oh, they yeah. gave her. Rooster. I know, I know. True. Yeah, I know. It's Maverick's wingman. That's that's right. Yeah. So new age. It's not the old, old school, but whatever. They, Family gave, they gave it to her. Yeah. I was like, that's good enough. Let her and off, you're still let reeling her off. off of DeRozan's 37. Oh and my sick, gosh. Oh, that, the, the triple, the triple pump fake. Uh, <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Like get out of here with that. Like that's, that's it, there's nothing, there's oh, nothing you're doing with that. You're definitely biting on one of those pump fakes. <laughs> you got to good sidebar. Good sidebar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well you got anything else for us so that we'll uh we'll we'll check in uh later in the year see how our picks are doing i've got them written down so we'll, i'm we'll really see. okay you wrote them down yeah i'm really interested to see how this progresses because I, i'm definitely a firm believer in the surprises and yeah I'm, you know how 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 accurate of the standings i actually don't feel like a thousand percent for no i don't think it's i, I don't think, think you can this teams, year though yeah i don't yeah, think you can those teams being top top eight i yeah. think I think I could feel fairly confident that that could happen, but how how the the chips fall in terms of one through eight, I feel like that top four to five is pretty pretty open. Yeah, well, because there's no runaways, like there's no Warriors, Cavs, mm-hmm. like there was for years. Like those teams were mm-hmm. clearly like going to be the top seeds or make mm-hmm. it or make it to the finals. I mean, they did every single year, so it's just like okay, these are the fi- these are the finals teams. Like I could I don't know that the warriors will go to the finals even if i pick them number one and i i couldn't tell you out of the top eight who will go because i think a lot will depend on just culture we didn't even talk about draymond green when we talked about the warriors like right holy cow like that what a weird what a weird situation Uh, did you watch his i mean the whole thing's weird it was wrapped with his documentary if you watched that at all did you see any of that i haven't watched this oh no i gotta watch you gotta speaking of things that if you haven't seen it it, yeah watch a little (laughs) Watch a little bit of that because you'll be like, what Man. what in the world? Yeah. I, I'll watch that. And that's totally the point, too. It's like the Warriors, the Warriors still, like, on paper, again, they actually should probably with the depth and the quality of players they have. They should be number one. Yeah. No brainer. But at the same time, all those players haven't played together with chemistry and the kind of minutes they're going to have to share to play 11 guys a yeah. game, give or take. You uh-huh. know, like, 
genuinely be able to play 11 guys a game fairly consistently is like that's uh it's different it's a challenge yeah it's a total challenge it and is. so it's again how their success is greatly going to come down to how how well they can put chemistry mixes together and multiple different versions right it's like i think 100%. that's badass yeah. i love that challenge but, but that doesn't mean they're going to be a winning <laughs> yeah. team. But exactly, yeah. So we'll, we'll check it. I got here that because I think the documentary thing for Draymond, it was, it was, bizar- it's bizarre, man. It was just was, it's just stra- like the new school media. I like on, on some level because again, it's that their opportunity when it's done right. Like the redeem team was like produced by LeBron and you know Wade, and so well done. It, yeah, exactly. If you can give an, an interesting lens and be kind of honest on some level, but the drain, the dream on thing was strange, just strange. Like the way they, like he tried to apologize, but not really, you know, he almost like framed himself as like a victim of the, the punch situation. Like it was, you'll, when you see it, like it, you'll, it's weird. Like he's with his daughters when he's talking about it. And it, so, you know, paints him just, you can't look at like him. Political. Yeah. You can't look bit. at him as like a, a, in such a negative way. It's almost like a, you know, you're a uh, third, you know, you're like a dictator and you go out into a neighborhood and everyone there is like, oh, yeah, we love him. Like, do you? Because or yeah. are you just worried that he might punch He's you? Too? Babies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So it's just like uh-huh. like it was just it was like that. It, it felt like a political advertisement rather than a documentary like it was meant to be. You know, I, if you, I don't mind mm-hmm. if that you want to share share that stuff, but I think that you know, you owe us some off- real authenticity, not just, you know, to try to personality. Yeah. Not to try to like scrub, mm-hmm. scrub the situation because, you know, you made a mistake, like just, just yeah. own it. I mean, it seemed like the team moved on from it, which speaks a lot to the team culture and pool and, you know, Kerr and all those guys being, yeah. being willing to just ride that wave with, with you and not just like pull the rug and, you know, ship you out mm-hmm. of town, which they could have easily done too. If someone would have yeah. traded for him, they could have just been like, see you later, you know, but yeah, I mean, and they played well together. There was some, there was still some chemistry yep. between the two. Yeah. They had the that game, nice so. little pass and that, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was neat. So. Backdoor cut. This is good. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be fun to watch. I got to watch that documentary for sure. For sure. I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to adjust the way we like do leadership style right now to like, project-based leadership instead of it's specifically job-based and that's what's that mean i mean i'd be like like you have a certain amount of leaders and yeah a couple of them will be tied to like specifics in in a place but instead of them like living at a store full-time like this Mm -hmm. is my store all the time and the only thing i focus on it's like this person and these two people three people are really amazing at operations and we need to figure out this solution to whatever like uh, an easy example would be like, we want to have breakfast burritos at every cafe. Yeah. So these three are going to talk about like how the operations of that look with the food person because okay. that's got to happen. Yeah. But the food person seems to be struggling because the food person's like, I know how to make them, but I'm really afraid to make them and then transport them. And then how do they get hot? And then, and then, and then they get in the weeds themselves. Yeah. I'm like, well, cool. You, you got a team of three. And even though like these other two typically work at this store, y'all three are figuring Figure that out for the whole company. Okay. Yeah. And then we're going to like fill in space for that to happen. And then whatever, say we are, which is always a problem. We're short on hiring. Like let's put a strategy person with, with the actual HR person and get some like eyes together and be like, what's actually happening? Why are we not, why are we having a hard time here? Mm -hmm. And then look through that and solve that problem. Be like, well, the goal is to have X amount of people always in the queue ready to go, whether they're hired or like pre-hired and saying like, cool, you've been like, 
we don't have space for you on the roster right now, but as soon as we do, we'll call you so you can put in two weeks wherever you're at, you know, like that kind of gig. Yeah. What do you, like, how do we solve for that? What do you do when you, uh, have something that you want to get done in a certain amount amount of time, but then realize like either team's not ready or maybe you're, maybe even you're not ready. Like, how do you, like, how do you drop? Like, that's, that's one of those things that I really struggle with. Like, I know something needs to be done. I know how, you know, that it needs to be done in this amount of time. And then 10 other things come up and you're just like, shit, it's not, it's not going to work. Or people seem stressed out and you're like, I know I need to drop back. But then I just, I always have such a fear of like, when you let something go for a little bit, like you lose focus or can just kind of lose, it just can kind of get away from you then. Like if you stop pushing, it can, you can lose it then. And that's, but then the opposite can be true too. You can kind of burn, you can burn people out. And I don't know know if you guys have ideas for that or what you do. I mean, that's always a challenge and it's always different. I think a lot of the times what happens is you do have to let some things go. Yeah. But then you have to kind of, I think what you, at least for me and what's going, has been going on, because that's kind of a little bit where we're at right now, right? It's like yeah. stuff needs to happen. But then I think what, what I'm starting to look at is where are people spinning their wheels a little too much and, and what's, what's actually the biggest bang for your buck in terms of moving towards the, the end goal. So yeah, you were going to want to have as best you can, like a deadline to hit whatever it might be. And you might not hit that. But at the same time, I think there's other factors usually that are keeping people from being their best. You know, it's yeah. like in coffee and hospitality, if the team is trying to do too much outwardly in terms of like personal growth and developing systems and da 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 to your point, like they can forget to be present with their team and their yeah. team then starts suffering what feels like it's like it's a culture miss that they're like they don't realize that their work's really important the quality standards like some of that stuff kind of like slowly goes one direction away from where we're at and then with that comes more turnover because people are not as feeling as inspired because they're not connecting with their leader where their leaders are like outwardly focused on another thing so in one one aspect that's a little bit where this project-based leadership in my mind i like that might be a solution because you can keep people on site and keep them focused and then pull people for short periods of time to bang out something and then, you know, pull them back. Cause I, I genuinely believe people don't, people don't typically quit jobs as a majority, they quit leaders. And yeah, for sure, when your leaders are badass and your leaders are present, you see morale up, you see quality up, you see yeah. focus up. Your leaders can be badass, but if they're not present, yeah. then everything else suffers. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I think, what is a big part of what I'm addressing and about to address with my team is. I know y'all want to do all these other things, but it's not working. And some of y'all shouldn't be focusing on this stuff at all. And you're taking it all upon yourself. And that's also not very wise. Mm, so yeah. I don't know. I mean, we got a lot of exploring to do. I feel pretty clear on the individuals and how it can help, but it's to your point again, the shakeup people are going to be tripping. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like that. Do you do personal goal setting for like with your leadership team? Yeah. But I mean, even that, right. Like, I'm starting to recognize that you can, you can give people goals that, well, yes, I do. Basically the long story short is yes, I do. You have to check in a shit ton. Yeah. And then it's okay. And then I think it's okay to adjust those goals to, to bring that's again, teams together, right? You can throw these goals that seem in my mind, like 
because I'm me and how my brain works. I'm like, oh, I know exactly how that right. work this out and, and use all the resources around me. Mm-hmm. Then you give that same goal with a pretty clear picture to people and they get like a quarter of the way through and are just stumped. And then they don't ask for help. And then time goes <laughs> yes. they have pride. Yeah. And they're like, but this is my job. Like, this is my thing. And I'm all, dog, you don't realize that yeah. the picture is a bigger picture than just you and this job. Right. You're actually failing when the job doesn't get done. You're not failing because you didn't get it done by yourself. Mm, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, that's good. You know, and that's, that to me, is some leadership shit, too. It's like... Yep. And y'all got to drink some Benjamin Geisha when it comes out. Oh, uh, yeah. Drop. Oh, when's that's that coming out? Uh, in the next couple of weeks yeah it's coming in hot it's, okay uh, he's special right ben i mean make sure all the best coffees from honduras come out and he has a couple farms himself and his his coffee that just got harvested won first place in cup of excellence the really? harvest that we have from this past season got fifth place so it's okay. like rated super the fifth awesome. best coffee to come out of all honduras and this year coming up uh we don't have that one yet it's coming next year but got first place so I just got my you, my wife's cousin. She was uh, over and uh, asking about coffee, and so I'm like, "You need to order some Cat and Cloud." She didn't have a grinder, so I'm like, "Well, they'll pre-grind it oh, for you." you. I know, I know. Yeah. So, so I set her up with like a little pour-over setup from my extra stuff that I've accumulated yeah, over did. the years, and uh, she was like really pumped about it. So I'll I'll, I'll make sure I'll, I'll tell her to get that and really uh shock shock herself with some geisha that'd be <laughs> it's tropical it's clean it's got it's just like it's a whole it's a whole story in the it's mouth. whole thing it's it's wild yeah it's, <laughs> it's like got the it's like the mangoes and the melons and the it's, it's so fun and the vanillas and the the flowers it's like damn bro oh thanks for putting it together thank you for listening to the 199 podcast if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast make sure you do and while you're at it leave us a rating or review five stars only like the basketball camp We also have links to all of 1999 social media so you never miss a release. Until next time, 